Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Day one. Tough going. I think the minute you stand still is the minute you're dead. Day two, um, 48 hours done now. Uh, three full days down, 72 hours in. Four full days in and I wanted to get Day five, uh, or five days done, sorry, going into day six now. Maybe it's been bred into me, but I've always had a, a curiosity to, to explore the world. Day 56, eight weeks done and dusted. Mood is good, spirits are high. Day 43, done and dusted actually. Day 32, done and dusted. Anything and everything is, is achievable. Yeah, this is going to be fucking epic, man. This is only 24 hours in, and um, yeah, it's tough. My name is Damien Brown, and welcome to Deep Roots. Day 50. The final day. I've come full circle. Landed in Lucla Airport this 50 days ago and today walked back into Lucla after a long day on the trail from Namcha. Long, sweaty, um, peaceful day on the trail. It was it was hot, it was humid more than hot. And um, yeah, it took us about eight hours. And actually today there was more, there was quite a bit of uphill work because you go down to Fat Ding and then you have to come up another 200 meters. So anyway, listen, it was a very pleasant day. I did my utmost um, to enjoy it by reminding myself that I'm in the Himalayas. I'm on a and in a beautiful valley, and I'm a little bit lost in the world. Although it's quite a popular trail, 
there was very little very few people on it so um outside of locals i think there was about three or four trekkers that we saw all day um and it was just reminding myself that you know you're in a situation that you um adore that you pine for a little bit when you don't have it so it was just kind of getting that perspective and uh and then doing my best to be as present as possible which i have been for the last few days and it's um you know that's that's the key really to be to be present and to be absorbed in what you're doing even if it is just trekking um and connecting with uh how you're moving connecting with your body and its um moving parts during that trek and yeah and i did that and it was a case of just gentle reminders from time to time when it became a bit outcome oriented like where's Lukla where's Lukla uh, and eventually 6 o'clock this evening we strolled into Lukla kind of bringing a bringing a closed circle to this expedition how did I feel how do I feel uh, about it all I feel very underwhelmed. You know, normally at the end of an expedition, you have this huge high, and this like sense of relief and sense of satisfaction and sense of achievement, and all of those are, you know, nowhere to be seen. Um, I feel disappointed by the experience. You know, I come on, I, I pursue this way of life for the experience and and the, um, the I want to say benefits, but the outcome of those experiences. Um, and, you know, on this, I didn't even get a chance to experience. I haven't experienced the mountain, really. I've spent 50 days on Mount Everest, but... I haven't experienced or didn't experience what I came to um, to live, to feel, to connect with. You know, I didn't, I didn't get that, and that's massively disappointing. And um, I feel frustrated. You know, I I can see it coming out in my actions. I think I said that before now, but uh, I have a lot of processing yet to be done around this outcome you know the disappointment and the frustration still have a little bit of resolving to be done around you know I can feel that and I need to be careful that I don't project that now going forward into other areas of my life around to people who are close to me you know, I need to keep that front and centre that like there's some unresolved stuff around this and it, it might take some time um, uh, for it to kind of clear out of my system and clear out of me. 
work, you work, you work, you put in so much time and effort and energy to prepare, to make it happen. I mean, I don't know, I still don't really know how I actually ended up here and how, how we pulled it together, but, you know, it was all those things. And then there was the the physical prep and the mental prep and then the, the sacrifice, you know, like leaving um, Elodie at five days old, leaving Roselle and their sacrifice um, to let me, you know, to to allow me to continue to pursue this way of life that is so purposeful and meaningful to me. Um, and all of that energy that goes into the work and the sacrifice, you know, it, it came to not, it came for nothing. Like it, it didn't manifest into anything. Um, that's hard to take. <laughs> that's hard to fucking take. So someday I'll come back. For now I need space, I need time, I need to regroup and re-enthuse myself to even kind of, you know, contemplate a, a return date. And I don't know, off the top of my head, I'm thinking a few years four or five years something like that would give me time to to do all those things and then to um bring a you know bring an expedition together like uh through sponsorship through the financial side of it it's uh it's no um it's it's an expensive endeavor to try and kind of get together and um it's not exactly unique, you know, it's been done many, many times. So, um, yeah, it can be difficult to attract people to to invest in, in your um, challenge, which this kind of was at the start of the Seven Summits. So I think I'll need all that time, you know, and even fucking the thought of, you know, the thought of doing that trek that we just came out of again, right now and the thought of uh spending so long at base camp yeah it doesn't fill me with any sort of enthusiasm i have thought around um i have seen my mind though just delving into areas that i would improve for next time which would be um I would consider, depending on family circumstances, consider pre-acclimatizing in Ecuador, you know, going to La Paz for going somewhere a real high altitude, which is probably La Paz, um, and uh, maybe living there for, you know, whatever period of time, maybe six weeks, and then doing some climbing in Ecuador, and then flying to Nepal, and then maybe doing a speed ascent, something like that, I would consider that, I would consider doing um, 
physically prepping um, for major time on feet and stripping off a lot of mass on my upper body, which I probably didn't do enough of this time around um, because of what's coming for me. You know, I was trying to balance that a little bit and trying to kind of get away with keeping um, a little bit of mass and strength a little bit more than probably needed on my upper body because you know um six months from now i may well have another expedition that's going to need um huge amounts of upper body strength and uh i just thought if i dropped that off completely um it would be a big struggle to get it back because it's not something that retrains on me particularly quickly uh to be very diligent with that now even when i get back into training so uh that's a, something i change i do a lot more time on outdoors actually moving my body through um time and space uh in the mountains i just didn't do enough of that uh in this training period um for for a few different circumstances but um yeah i would like to do a lot more of that and just build up that um that um conditioning to that type of uh low level kind of movement um and the capacities around it and then um um fueling then would be a big big thing for me it's something i kind of figured out that uh, my body needs a little bit more than most so I just have better strategies in place around that and um, just be better prepared in kind of the um, the quality, quantity and um, um, amount well, I said, yeah, of uh, um, foods I bring with me, you know, I just I didn't have much time to do anything around that this year. And uh, that's a huge factor for me and just because of my, again, because of my size and because of how I uh, how I train or have kind of traditionally trained my body, it's not that used to like these long endurance kind of things that that um, that need that kind of regular or it needs that regular fuel anyway. So so those are just some things that pop into my head. But uh, how I do it better next time. Um, so. There'll be an next climb, as I said, but it won't be for quite a while. Um, I have other things I want to get on with in my life that are going to um, serve me much, um, serve me better for now in my kind of thirst for um, learning and growth. And um, they're exciting. So, like, Project Empower is this time next year, which is um, an ocean row um, from across the North Atlantic from basically New York City, Manhattan to um, our, my hometown, uh, Galway. So I say our is because I'm doing it with my good friend, Fergus Farrell, Gussie Farrell. So um, it's a project we've been working on now for the guts of geez must be nearly two years 18 months two years and um yeah so next may 
that starts sometime in May. No real fixed weather window because of... Um, but yeah, that's the season anyway. So it's just, it's notoriously um, short and uh, sometimes it never comes, but you need a, a certain weather window to get away from New York. But yeah, so sometime in May. Um, and uh, yeah, hopefully uh, the ambitions of the project are enormous and we really want to um, try and break that world record that stood for like 125 or six years now uh, since the first two guys, Harbo and Samuelson, a couple of Norwegians, did the race. Um, or sorry, did the race, did the crossing. They were the first people to ever row an ocean and they did it in 55 days, 13 hours. So that's, um, we like, I mean, I have nothing, but like, you can't even imagine the admiration and respect I have for um, anyone who's done a historic ocean role. Like, cause these guys, all they used to do is like, you know, at night pull a tarp over them and sleep in there. And they had all their water and food on board. And just, just incredible to think like compared to, you know, a modern day ocean row when you have all the technology, GPS, some of them have like bloody steering systems in them and, um, you know, the the luxuries compared to what they would have had. But uh, yeah, so that's, that's the plan is to attempt to break that, um, that world record. And uh, yeah, so it's a, it's a huge, Project Empower is uh, like it's it's my baby, it's something I thought about since I last rode the Atlantic, and um, I see it as a real legacy for me, a regular legacy piece in my life, you know, and something I can make, um, something I can have a huge impact outside of my own life, you know, so on the community that I grew up in and further afield in the country I grew up in, you know, so. I really, um, I really, really, really kind of excited by it, driven by it, um, and uh, yeah, we have a kind of, we have a, a year now to really pull it together, but it's it's looking um, like a solidified project. We have some sponsors on board already. Um, we're talking to a big brand uh, in terms of a documentary and um, I'm sure there'll be a few more sponsors in the next year as well to come on board so it could be just a really 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 huge project or well it is going to be and it could be it could be huge you know so um, that is that is something like the boat is being built in the UK um, and it in itself has some very unique features even for like even if you're somebody who's uh, has deep knowledge of ocean rowing which is very few people in the world but um, this boat is going to be uh, a little bit unique even to other ocean rowing boats so like and it's set up for to give the world record a go it's set up for speed without compromising any of the values of ocean rowing that i believe in the you know the i'd be very traditionalist in uh, and i try and stay as close to the tradition 
of historic ocean rowing boats and their kind of um, makeup and setup. So um, it's it's aligned with all that, but it's got a little bit of a twist. And we hope, uh, or I hope at least, that um, that kind of um, translates into speed across the ocean, you know. But of course, we, we still have to put in um, and will put in huge amounts of training to um, also be physically and mentally able to attempt that world record. And then if Mother Nature kind of pulls it together, uh, well, we might have a chance at it, you know. But uh, as with Anton, we're going to give it a good shot. So today is day 50, the final day of my Mount Everest expedition. And I'm talking about ocean rowing. But um, <laughs> the next year will be all ocean rowing and it's time now to close the chapter on high altitude mountaineering for a little bit. I can't say I'm hugely disappointed to do that. I know I don't particularly enjoy the preparation for it and what you have to do and like even now my body's in a bit of a state post expedition and it's going to take some time to rebuild i'm really looking forward to getting back in the gym and starting that process because uh yeah it definitely needs some work like high altitude mountaineering just kind of to know it it breaks you down a little bit like you know um and you end up in this kind of skinny fat um person because it's just such a low level thing you know a uh, low level of effort and exertion um uh, it's in like yeah and with the altitude and the endurance element you know you just lose all your muscle mass and you start to kind of fade away into this skinny fat kind of state which i highly dislike so I'm looking forward to getting back in and putting back in the gym and getting back working hard and putting on a bit of muscle mass and building myself up again. I think the goal is roughly, I don't know what weight I am right now, but the goal would be to put on, um, get to about 120 kilos um, by Christmas. So like it's roughly, I would say it's around 20 kilos from what I am, put on about 20 kilos from what I am now. Um, there I may have an expedition at Christmas, but if not, um, I want to be like one, just maybe a little bit over that for the start of Project Empower, you know. But I I'd also like to be quite lean, so it's uh, there's a lot of lot of lot of work to do and a lot of rebuilding, um, and I need to things like my flexibility and my mobility just. Um, they need some work as well with a view on the on the long term kind of um, my long term plan in terms of my health and fitness so I really need to start dialing them in I'd love to start working um, and something I've thought about for the last couple of days walking out of and thinking about the training plan for Project Empower and uh, there's a couple of um weaknesses in my chain that i'd really start i'd like to start working with johnny uh, a friend of mine johnny o'connor who works with uh he works with connacht rugby 
so um, I know he can really help there uh, around that and I have some aspirations around my uh, indoor rowing and some uh, records that I'd like to uh, target for kind of the end of the year the Irish Championships I'd like to kind of go into them um, with a shot at uh, there's one in particular, which is a world record that I, I think I have. It's a bit of a stretch, but I, I may get close to it. So, yeah, I want to put in a lot of work, and I think Johnny could really help with um, a kind of a big weakness of mine in my, um, yeah, in my chain. So, uh, and then I have, um, yeah, looking forward to kind of getting started with uh, Gussie as well. Um, he's kind of, you know, that in itself, um, training with somebody else for seven months running into the start of Project Empower is going to be quite challenging for me, you know, because it's such a personal thing and it's sort of so important for me, but having him there all the time, you know, that's going to be difficult um, in the best way, if you get me, you know. So, you know, it's not as if I didn't know that wasn't the case, but um, that'll help um my kind of growth as a a leader just around that and trying to do kind of keep my own standards really high while also pushing him because he needs um he you know where he's coming from physically he needs a lot of help and then i'm i'm a little bit worried about just some of the the mental stuff as well with uh with himself so there's yeah there's so much work to do there but uh yeah that is uh yeah that's all ahead of me for now i need to get out of lukla tomorrow hopefully the weather's good and planes are flying i need to get out of Kathmandu in the next few days find out if the airport opens back up on tuesday and then I need to get myself to Australia, ASAP, into quarantine, two weeks out of quarantine, and then it's um then it's family time for a little while. I get to become a daddy. expedition thanks for following this podcast thanks for supporting this podcast if you have along the way i know a number of people have been um uh, generous supporters on patreon with uh, monthly subscriptions or one-off kind of monthly or yearly subscriptions so thank you so much for that it was much uh, it is and is much appreciated uh, if you'd like to kind of join them as a um, helping out supporting the podcast production, you can do that by going to www.patreon.com forward slash Damien Brown. And uh, yeah, it, it's um, really appreciated and bad to be honest with you, badly needed. <laughs> 
um, because the expenses of the show's production um, over you know a long time at base camp with wi-fi and all that you know added up and uh, plus fucking many many more hidden expenses there so like yeah cheers really appreciate it that's it i think for now i hope to see you in um or, or at least be talking to you with season three in the next few months with a very possibly it's you know obviously covid pending and all that but possibly a very very exciting expedition to be part of um which will be and would be a world first so uh yeah i'll leave it there cheers even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 50 dollars luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.